Hi guys. Um, oh my god, I don't even know what today is. But I have great news. Um, I have to look at the date. Sorry, I have to go back and look at the day. Okay, so it is February the 4th. Um, I have great news, guys. I am a single woman now. After being in an abusive verbal and physical relationship for three years, I am finally single. Um, you can never understand. So, I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, you can never understand the signs that you see. Sorry. <laughs> you can never understand the signs that you see um, when you get in a relationship or when you're getting into a relationship. Um, there were some red flags that I saw and I ignored. Um, and I thought, I thought it was just, I thought it was just like recreational use. So there was drug use that I ignored. Um, I remember him having a birthday party and he was doing coke. And I was like thinking, oh, maybe he did coke for his birthday. But then come to find out like he was, he was doing coke. Um, he got, had got another job. Well, he got laid off at the job that he was at for four years. And then he got another job. And then he was doing coke there with his, um, coworkers. And, um, you know, I have pictures of when he was coked out. I'm doing coke for at least like two or three months. Uh, yeah, it had to be like a good two or three months. Um, during that period of time, he was cheating with this other female. And he blamed it on me. He said, well, you're the one that caused me to cheat, whatever. And I'm thinking, well, how can I cause you to cheat? And it, it didn't add up. Okay. And so, he, the girl ended up, or he ended up leaving the girl alone. Or however it happened. Um, but... During that time, I was getting abused. And after he left that girl alone, then we went through COVID. And, you know, COVID lasted a long time. So COVID was like, it was a year, almost two years. So during that time, I'm just telling y'all, I'm giving y'all the whole story on a timeline of what I went through. I'm not going into the the details about the abuse but let's just say that before COVID I'm gonna do pre-COVID um he kicked out my door or he kicked the door frame out and I had to get that fixed he I got holes in my uh, or knuckles prints in my refrigerator and um um what else he shot a gun in the house and the bullet is still in the wall and he brags about it to his friends um and he was like i, I wouldn't brag about that i was like no you bragged about it to one of your friends 
I heard you. He said, yeah, the bullets are still in the wall. I mean, is that something to brag about? No, it's not. And I told him, I was like, you think it's cool that you shot a gun in the house? You could have killed me. Because the bullet, I was, the way the house is set up, I was walking in the living room over near the door. And he shot the gun in the living room. So, the bullet could have hit me. And, you know, I didn't press charges or anything. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't press charges. Sorry, Nico's getting water. Um, I didn't press charges. I, I, I started doing a case because I... I was traumatized. From this relationship, I feel like I had PTSD. Um, the abuse, really. I One of the fights that we had, um, I want to say it was this past year. Um, I thought he was going to slam my head into the cabinet door. Like the, not the door, but the edge of the door. Like the, um, the edge. So it can poke your eye out. I thought he was going to slam I. I thought he was going to slam my head into the door and my eye was going to, he was going to pop my eye out. So, to this day, I, when I have the cabinet store open, I always look at that corner of the cabinets and I, I'm always afraid that, I don't know if we're, I, I'm just afraid that something would happen and I would trip and fall and hit my eye or something, so... Um, yeah, so pre-COVID, all that happened. Um, after COVID, everything kind of calmed down. His, his dad had stayed with us during COVID and, you know, his dad wasn't, I hate his dad. I'm not just going to say that. I do not like that man. I told Paul, I think he's a pervert. I believe he's a child molester. And I just think that overall he's a pervert, but he does give me child molester vibes. Um, but yes, I just I just don't like him. He's really he's really not a good man. He drinks, he smokes, he he talks out of the mouth. He um, he's not a fair person at all. The reason why I kicked him out was because he was paying forty dollars a month, and then he ended up getting a new car. And I and I was thinking, well, you have money for for a new car. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, I got allergies. And I told him I was like, well, you can afford to give me start giving me like a hundred dollars a month. And um, he said, no, I, I'm not going to give you that that money. So I told him I. I told him, well, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave. And he ended up, he was like, well, Paul's not going to let you kick me out. No, he ended up leaving that same day. And then after that, um, things in between me and Paul got, I would say, it got worse. Um, I think that summer I was pregnant I had I think I was pregnant I'm pretty sure I was pregnant but I didn't go to the doctor or anything 
Um, I ended up having a miscarriage due to Paul. Um, us getting an argument. Um, yeah. Um, he was trying to... I think he was trying to... I don't know exactly what happened. But I feared for my life. And I tried to defend myself by pulling out a knife. Because I thought he was going to hurt me. And then he ended up calling his brother over here. And he ended up talking to us and everything. It's just been a lot that's been going on. Um, <clears throat> another, um, that was just one incident dur- um, during COVID. Another incident happened during COVID. Um, or maybe it was before. Um, I think it was before or during COVID. Um, He had his friend Chase bring over one of his friends, like his, one of the girls that he was sleeping with. And I kept on telling Paul, don't bring, don't, no, this is before COVID. Um, I told Paul, I was like, tell Chase not to bring them girls over here anymore. And Paul, Paul would not tell him that to not bring any of his friends over here. And he kept on doing it. And so I flipped out. I cut off the internet and everything. They were trying to play the game and stuff. I told him, I was like, no, Chase, you need to leave. Take your little friend and leave. Paul got mad. And he put a hole in the door. I called the police. And I told them. I told them. I, I told him, Paul. I was like, Paul put a hole in the door. But he ran. So. Um, they filed a case against him again, and, um, yeah, so, one night they came over here, and they were looking for him, and he was hiding in the closet, um, but, oh my god, my dog is farting so bad, it stinks so bad. Oh my god. So one night the police was coming up, came over here and they was looking for him and he was hiding in the closet. Paul believes in hitting people. This is what he said to me the last six months. Um he said, Martina, I feel like he said he said it's an eye for an eye, right? Um, but his eye for an eye is, if you call me a stupid ass, if you if, I, if you call me a fag, I want to slap the shit out of you. Or I want to knock out your teeth. Like, if I called him a fag, he would want to knock out my teeth. That's how he felt. So, and that's what he did in that relationship. Um, anything that, if he got angry at me, or if I lied about something... Oh, I got strangled. I got strangled. There was one time Paul had has approximately strangled me three times. Um, the last time, uh, I cannot. I almost, I almost, I should have went to the doctor because I felt like my esophagus was damaged because I couldn't breathe. It was hurting for a couple of days. Um, and Paul's response was when I told him, I was like, do you realize 
I could not breathe. Like my my esophagus closed completely. And somehow or another, I had to cough or I coughed to open it back up because it, it felt flattened. And, he, and his response was, well, I didn't even choke you that hard. Well, how, how, how is it that you don't, don't know how hard you choked me? Um, so yeah, there's been plenty of times I've filed cases against Paul. I mean, I haven't, I didn't press charges, but I've filed cases. Um, but Paula is a dangerous, I, I consider, now I feel safe. Um, I'm, I'm glad he's gone. I'm never going to contact him for any reason at all. Um, I feel safe as an individual. I changed my locks. I changed my garage code and everything. And I don't want anything to do with him ever again. Um, either as friends or anything. That's the worst relationship I've ever been in my life. And I've talked to most of my friends. And they've been very supportive on this decision that I finally made. And... Um, they feared that, you know, I couldn't really kick Paul out. Um, I couldn't kick Paul out. He had to agree to leave because if I kicked him out, then he would have became violent. And that's what he typically did. He became violent. But I told Paul, I told Paul, he needs to go to counseling. He needs something. Um, what really drew the line with me taking the step to leave was, um, so you all know that I lost my mom in June, um, yeah, June, and it wasn't, it wasn't due to sickness or anything, it was like some freak accident that happened, um, so I love, I love my mom with all my heart, I just, I've been so sad sorry to cry (laughs) Uh, I love my mom so much like there's no I can't even tell you I can't even tell you like how you would feel if you lost a parent or your mom Um, yeah I can't it's like uh, I'm trying to explain it um, it's just like something being taken away from you, like within your soul. Um, it's just, it's just so. I mean, I don't know. It's unexplainable. <coughs> anyways, I, I need to start crying so I can get to the podcast. Um, so um, yeah, I've been dealing with that. I haven't grieved properly ever since my mom died. Um. Sorry, guys, I'm over here crying. <laughs> um, so, Paul, like, you know, um, being the abusive and verbal and physical abusive person that he is, um, on the day my, uh, when I went down to my mom's funeral, 
you know, I was dealing with a lot. I I planned the funeral. I basically planned the funeral myself. Um, and, um, you know, I was stressed. I was sad. I was stressed. I, I had a mental breakdown and everything. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and I, you know, I try to call him for support, which I don't even know why I even tempted to do. Um, so when I was out of town, he had his dad over here. Now, mind you, I don't, I don't like his dad. So I, I, was, I was thinking, you know, I don't like your dad in the house. He's not even allowed to be over the house. Why would you have your dad in the house? So that doesn't even make me a peace of mind. And, uh, and so then I told him, I was like, well, your dad's going to have to leave out because, you know, I don't want him in the house. And so he was just like, and then mom was like, well, I ain't going to come to your mom's funeral. Well, then we can break up because I'm like dealing, I'm really dealing with something. I'm really dealing, I'm really going through it right now. And for you to even try me at this time. So, I mean, he ended up still coming down to Georgia, but he had such a, a bad attitude and acting like an asshole and everything. And, you know, um, and you know what? From then on, it just got worse. So I came home two weeks later, and um, <sighs> Paul, he ended up lying to his friends, saying that he had to be there for me, and I won't allow him to... All I want to do was him to was to be there for me and listen to me. And, you know. But Paul didn't want to do anything. Any anything to help or listen or or even try to identify or identify with what happened Billy. He ended up we ended up going out with his sister and he ended up trying to kiss one of her friends and then he um then tried to fight somebody in the club and then that same night he broke my laptop (laughs) so I called the police and they put him in jail and then but before that he had said but this was after the funeral he had made a comment about my mom. He was like, well, I'm glad your mom died. Or your mom needed to die or something. He said, he said one of those comments. And that's when I checked out the relationship. I checked out right there. And then I was, in, and then I was trying to plan my get out after that. Um, you know, he came down for Thanksgiving. Um, then he came down for, he, he didn't come down for... Well, and then what really pushed me over the edge was when he, um, I asked him to help me drive to Georgia because I was going to take Nico to Georgia because I didn't want to put Nico, uh, I didn't want to put Nico in the boarding anymore because his, uh, he got, I hot spots or allergies were really acting up. So I wanted to take him to Georgia with me. Paul felt like he wanted to be all high and mighty and fly on the plane. So he was like, well, um, I told him, I was like, well, if you don't help me drive back, then we're going to break up. <clears throat> and so he ended up flying back over to Georgia and helping me drive back. But then, like, after, you know, after the new year, 
I just was over the situation. I told him, and I told Paul, I was like, this is not working out for us at all. And I told him, and I I texted him while he was at work one day. And And I told him, it's not working out because, you know, this is the first time, the first holidays I've been without my mom. And you insisted on going to Florida with your family. I get it. That's your family or whatever. But I feel like you should have been, if you wanted to be, if you wanted, if I'm your partner, you should have been there for me for Christmas, at least. Or at least help me drive down to fucking Georgia. Because we basically left almost on the same day. I left on Thursday, he left on Friday. I would have waited a day and then he could have drove, we could have drove, I could have drove him to Florida. But no, he didn't want to drive, he wanted to fly. (laughs) So, um... But yeah, I just told him, I was like, yeah, you really haven't been there for me at all. You really haven't been there for me. So now to give you the freedom that you need to be with your family and friends and to be with your father. And and I told him, I was like, and then like, you know, one thing that you need to do in order to move on and really your relationships, you need to forgive your mom and, or hinder that relationship because I don't believe that's that's healed right um and i'm gonna I'm dive into that i'm gonna dive in i'm gonna tell y'all about his relationship with his mom um when he was 16 years old his mom was getting beat by her stepdad and uh his mom called the police on him and said some man is beating on her husband which was him so i mean she apologized um yeah, she apologized to him, I think it was like two years ago or something. But um, she apologized and he forgave her. But <clears throat> they haven't really been close like that. Uh, not to, not a, like a father, not a mother and son bond that like my brothers have with my mom. Like, nah, like, no, <laughs> not even close. Um, But yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have that relationship with his parents, and you know, uh, you know, the last couple of days that he was staying over here, uh, he was talking to Chase, his friend, and um, he was telling Chase, "Yeah, don't hit, don't, don't hit her, because then you gonna end up having these cases on your file, and then you can't get an apartment." How about not hitting people because they don't put their hands on you? Or better yet, don't hit a woman. And then he was like, well, she called him a fag. Okay, but did she hit him? No. Like, why would he hit her? Like, it's just crazy. And I think he just has childish ways where he just needs to grow up. He just needs to grow up. You can bear hug somebody or, um, yeah, our bear hugs somebody. I mean, but Paul is down for choking people, punching people, doing whatever physical to people. And so he said to me, well, she deserved to get her hands put on. Really? Okay. So, but my thing is, um, Paul was very not man material at all 
Um, I wish him the best. Um, whoever has him next, I good luck. Um, yeah, good luck with that because he there's so many underlying issues that he has: drug abuse, alcohol abuse. He doesn't think he's an alcoholic, but he is. Um, and he definitely, he just has commitment issues too, or response or being being responsible. Um, another comment that he said to one, uh, one of his friends, yo, we need to spend more time with our kids. What? Your kids are 13 and 14 or they're teenagers now you're trying to spend time with them okay i mean it's late but i mean they got a couple more years i guess you can try to make it up when within the five years but them kids are already i mean they already developed their personality and how they're gonna act that's not gonna change too much right because they're already teenagers so I mean, the only thing that you're probably going to commit now is, I mean, you can try to be a father, but at this point, you haven't really been a father. I can honestly say I probably saw Paul kids the whole time we've been in a relationship for the last three years. I've seen his kids five times, maybe five times. I definitely, I can, I definitely did not see them 10 times, maybe five, (laughs) but that's it. Um, he hasn't been around his kids. And you know what? He blames me for not being around his kids. Because he said we had such a bad relationship. Well, if we had such a bad relationship, then maybe the relationship should have been ended a long time ago for you to focus on other, on your responsibilities. Because I would hate to keep you away from your kids. In fact, I tried to encourage him to be around his kids. He did not want to be around his kids. He wanted to be around his friends. He wanted to do the drugs. He wanted to drink. He wanted to sit in the car on Sundays with his dad for like three hours in the car and them talking. Or I don't even, they weren't even talking. They were just smoking weed. Um, And then he would come in here and try to be abusive or start yelling at me for no reason. Um, Yes. So Paul just, Paul really had issues. He had issues that he needed to address. Um, one other thing, when he was leaving out, um, he couldn't get an apartment because he had all the cases, all the times I called the police, all the cases on his record. Well, no shit. Nobody wants a woman beater at the fucking apartment. They don't want that kind of drama. And I kind of feel... You know, I live in a neighborhood right now that's a pretty good neighborhood. And I'm embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. The police have been over here so many times. They've come over here to this house probably at least 10 to 12 times during the last three years. And each time it's been... It's not just one cop. I mean, it's like when they come over here, if it's like a simple disagreement, maybe two, right? Other times, it was it was at least six cops. I remember one time they were about to tase him because <clears throat> he was trying to resist arrest. 
Um, and then the other time, they no, they were they were about to tase him twice actually. Um, because he was trying to lie to cops and say that I damaged his car, and the cops said there's nothing wrong with your car. Um. So yes, Ball just. I am so happy that this is this relationship is over with. I have a peace of mind. Um, I'm going. I'm going to Georgia next weekend. Um, I'm happy that I don't have to worry about people coming in the house that I don't want to come in the house that are bringing other people in the house because I really don't like that. I really don't like it all. Um, your home should be a place where you feel safe and I have not felt safe in a long time I've definitely been thinking about moving within the next two months or so just packed up and getting another house and just moving out because I feel like this house I mean the the energy within the house I just feel like I feel like it's it had bad energy <laughs> I'm definitely gonna pray I pray you know I pray anyways but I'm gonna pray I'm gonna continue to pray I'm just happy that this relationship is over with and then one thing that Paul said to me um so there's two things why he said he wanted to stay in a relationship one he said Oh, this is the longest relationship I've been in, so I'm going to try to make it work. The other one, well, Martina, you're always going to have money, so I feel like I need to stick with you if I want to have money. Well, that that's that's the only two reasons. Okay. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm out of that relationship. Paul, he can't get an apartment. He's staying wherever. And he said, you know what he said? He said, um, I've been I've been through this before. Um, he said you gonna be calling me and everything. No, I'm not. I you know I have high blood pressure, and I don't like arguing. I don't like yelling my voice, um, or anything like that. I whenever he was yelling, I try to get him to calm down and talk in a normal voice because I don't anything can trigger my yelling can trigger my pressure, and then. I can seem so calm. I I may seem so calm, but my blood pressure can be like my blood pressure could be 180 over 160 or 150. And I I mean I I don't want to drop dead of a heart attack because of him. So yes, I pick I choose me first. I've been trying to choose me for the longest, but yes, I choose me first on trying to um you know just work things out and do things um now I can get my life back and I can start working out you know I ended up getting a new car because my Camry broke down um yes I got a new car um now thinking about getting a new house so I might rent this one out, um, and then I can rent how I have three houses. Uh, yeah, then I have three houses. But 
yeah the whole thing is that i just you know you always gotta have peace in your life these men out here um you can't worry about nobody but yourself and that's sad to say you just gotta be selfish you gotta be selfish because if you're not selfish then that's how you end up living a short life living a short life for no reason if you're worried about the next person so I wish I would have I wish I would have left this relationship I wish I would have never got into this relationship honestly um this is definitely one of the ones that I wish I could have just I mean I could have just left the I could have swiped left on Bumble of how it started um, I'm not going to say that because um, Paul always say, well, Martini, you did some bad things too. I did. I did. <laughs> but, um, but I told Paul, I never, I never put my hands on you though. I never really, I never put my hands on you. There were times where I felt like I was scared for my life. I remember I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to leave the house. And Paul was, every time I ran to the door, he would block the door. And I tried to go through the garage, he blocked that door. I was trying to run over to the neighbor's house and call the police. Because, <laughs> I mean, one of my friends was saying, well, Martin, that's kidnapping. Tell me about it. So. So, yeah, it's just, I mean. You know, to each us all. Everybody, I mean, I know every male is not like that. Everybody has challenges that, different challenges that they deal with in their relationship. But i tell you one thing. Abuse is not, abuse one thing that I'm not going to deal with if I ever get back in a relationship is abuse and drugs um, or alcohol. Like, alcohol. Like, if you, if you are drinking alcohol in the morning, afternoon, and night, you are an alcoholic. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's, like, a beer or whatever. But if you're drinking a beer in the morning, bruh. I'm going to need for you to drink orange juice or apple juice or some water. Because what the fuck? Like, you drinking beer in the morning? Yeah, that's not good. And one of my friends actually died from... I don't know if he died from... Like, his liver failed him or what. But um, he died due to drinking, basically. When it all sums up to it, he died from drinking too much. So, I told Paul, that might happen to you one day. You might be drinking too much and you just might wake up one morning and you might, well, you may, you may not wake up one morning. So, but yeah, um, but Paul is, I mean, he's willing, he wants to die. That's something that he's willing to he's okay with he's willing to leave this earth i mean he said he wanted to die at the age of 30 so but 
But now he's he's singling back in the streets. So, but guys, I just wanted to touch base with you guys. I'm gonna start doing a little bit more podcasts. Um, this this one is a long one, so um, definitely want you guys to watch out for my content. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna have more updates for you guys. Um, like I said, I go visit my dad once a month to go see how he's doing. Um, and I'm going to start going through grief counseling, too. Um, I went to try to go tomorrow, but I might have to start next weekend. But I, f- I feel like things are going to look up, it looked good for me this year. I'm turning 40. I'm planning a birthday trip to Cancun with some friends. And we're going to party it out. And we're going to have fun. I'm super excited. Definitely, I'm definitely open to having more visitors in Texas because um, due to this relationship, I have not had any visitors because for one, I didn't feel comfortable with a lot of people around Paul because one thing about Paul, he, um, I had to brief one of my friends, some of my friends. I said, Paul, whenever he drinks and he, um, does coke and drugs and stuff like that he tends to take out his dick he thinks his dick is the most valuable thing on earth so one thing he said when he was leaving out um, he said at least I got a big dick I said you got a big dick but you can't get an apartment and he just looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, and it's your fault. It's your fault why you can't get an apartment. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he thinks his big dick is the prize. Um, okay. But you know what? There have been some speculation on my part. I didn't know, like. I don't want to say he's gay or anything like that, but there have been instances in our relationship where I did look at him cross-eyed because we did go to a party and this gay guy was asking him, well, how big is your dick? And he was like, you want to see it? And he was going to show him a video of his dick. The gay guy. When we was in California, he was talking to one of my other friend's friends who is um gay and he was asking him how did he come out and um how did his family feel and he was asking him some weird questions um that was kind of like are you wanting to come out or you know I don't know but he was asking some questions and I, I was I was curious myself I was like I, and I was thinking are you gay or why are you asking why are you asking him all these questions? And, um, he said he wasn't gay. But, but now his friend, um, his friend has been calling him like eight times a day. I don't know any guy that would call another guy eight times a day. I, I don't know. 
maybe your best friends or, or what have you, but that's just too much. My girlfriends don't even call me eight times a day. They might call me three, but eight times is a little too excessive. Um, but yeah, he has some questions, marks about him. Um, that need to be answered. And maybe he needs to be really real with himself. Maybe he needs, I mean, if he, if he likes guys, then maybe he needs to date guys. Um, and then he can start hitting on them and it'll be a fair fight, right? Just saying. But anyways, guys, this has been a long podcast, but hopefully interesting for you to listen to and takeaways and to learn and grow and, you know, FYIs or, you know, um, helping with, hopefully I help somebody. My, my, um, my advice to everyone, male or female, if there are some red flags in the beginning, bounce out of that game. Okay? It's a game. Check yourself out. Start playing a fucking other game. Don't continue on with that game to get hurt, whether it's physical or verbal. Nobody wants to deal with that. So, if somebody throws out a red flag, you said, no, I don't want that. Just go ahead, end that game. Go play another game with somebody else. That uh, that shows you that person is not, not playing fair. And you want to deal with somebody who's playing fair. Who's playing on the same level field as you. That's only fair. But anyways, guys, this is Martina signing out. Bye.